It's time for the Ron and Brian podcast. Get ready to fill your ears with the latest news, politics, current events, and whatever else we feel like talking about this week. And now, your hosts, Ron and Brian. All right, good evening. It is Sunday night. It is 8 p.m. It is time for episode 206 of the Ron and Brian podcast. Uh, Joined, as always, uh, to uh, my, uh, I guess, right on your screen, to my left in my heart, uh, Brian. Brian, how the hell are you today, my friend? Nervous. Okay. Um, annoyed. Mm. Um, anxious. Okay. Concerned. Are you um, As many of you uh, who may be watching this right now will notice, um, I am not in my normal uh, uh, Brian headquarters. No, without a doubt. Um, so the problem is, uh, you normally, I, 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 I don't, I keep the curtain, uh, uh, up so that people don't know what's going on in my personal life. It's, um, you know, I, I, I do believe in, uh, um, in, in privacy. However, um, I, uh, I, it was, uh, requested by my landlord that I vacate my apartment. In fact, my entire apartment building has is under an order by the New York City Board of Health to evacuate. Um, and uh, apparently there were some, uh, uh, an outbreak of Legionnaire's disease Ooh. on floors two, four, five, and seven. Now I live on the seventh floor Okay. Um, fortunately, <coughs> I feel fine. Um, I don't feel the any effects of uh, of the black. <coughs> I don't think I. You know, I, I feel perfectly healthy. Um, I mean, look at these eyes. Do these eyes see like they are? There's anything wrong with them? Not at all. So, lead no. That, so that is an unusually uh, rare disease in these days. Um, yes. I think you know, perhaps maybe you need to cut down on the the flow of like uh, conventioneers that you parade through your apartment. Well, one of the things I like to do in my apartment is I like to. Um, uh, I'm a big fan of um, of of uh, life on, on the Amazon. So what I like to do is I like to turn the hot water on on full blast. Okay. In in, in every sink in in the apartment, and I just like to let it run all day long. Now, do you do you pay for your utilities? I do not pay for water. Oh, I pay I'm for electricity. For your landlord. That's how you do it. Um, yeah. So the problem is the fact that apparently the the water coming down um, is uh, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Apparently the water that's been coming out has been filled with Legionnaires' disease. So just rife with disease. Yes. So uh, they. So my landlord has been very kind enough to put me up in this corporate um, apartment. Mm. Um, uh, 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 just a few blocks from my home. It's not the same. Um, I don't have the creature comforts that I like. Um, I mean, it looks very nice. It, it looks like the kind of apartment that only corporate money could could buy. Yes, absolutely. Um, but it's not home. Understood. It's not home. So not uh, I will be. I will be here for an undetermined period of time. Um, uh, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Well, I think there's only one thing that's going to help that cough, Brian, and that's getting into our drink of the week. Drink of the week. Nostrovia. Salud. 
Drink of the week. Drink of the week. Drink of the week. Drink of so the week. So, Brian, uh, what are you? Uh, what do you bring into the table to drink this week? I'm drinking coffee, Ron. Oh, I'm drinking coffee. Interesting. You know, um, uh, what they said is that um, alcohol is very bad when you've got um, some very uh, 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 when you got the black lung. Right. Um, alcohol is bad. So therefore, I am uh, sticking to a caffeinated beverage. Um, this coffee is um, I can feel the Legionnaire's disease leaving my body. Um, you know, as someone who has been stricken with the COVID-19 virus on multiple occasions yeah. during this pandemic, you know, I really felt that, you know, I was, uh, you know, coming out of this pandemic, a healthier person. I was coming out a stronger person, a better willed person. I felt that I was coming out a more compassionate person. I felt that I was coming... <coughs> <laughs> what's more important is you know, that so now we've, we've been using that uh clip for a few weeks now i'm starting to think that maybe that was the start of the uh the epidemic in your apartment building maybe we can trace it back to three weeks ago when you initially had that that cough do you think i was patient zero i mean i'm not saying that you weren't patient zero but anyway i mean i i, I interrupted you I've had six, there, there are six confirmed deaths in my apartment building from Legionnaire's disease. There are an additional 30 people currently hospitalized in um, category one hazardous um, uh, isolation um, and Elmhurst Hospital in Queens. I mean, it is uh, considered an outbreak um, that could uh, become the next pandemic. Um, Listen, it would, I would, um and, and that's all well and good, but I think if we're really going to tackle the important issue here, Brian, uh, talk to us about the cup of coffee. Uh, K-cup, brewed, French press, pour over, talk to me. Stop. The fact that your very first option was K-cup makes me want to close this laptop and never speak to you again. Understood. Because if there's one thing at the Ron and Brian podcast that we have established is that we take our coffee seriously. What are we talking here? We are talking about La Colombe coffee. Nice. Of course. Grant, not not pre-ground. These are these are, are beans that I grind myself. I did a course ground because I'm doing a pour over because oh, it's chemics. pour over set. You know, we're recording this. It's a it's a pour over weekend. Um, this is not a drip. This is not we don't, we're not doing that. We're pouring over. Um, so, uh, it, it really is giving the, uh, uh, the water, the time to activate the coarse grounds, um, and really just, you know, enter my, 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 my bloodstream in such a way that the effectiveness of these caffeine, um, is going to, uh, eliminate the Legionnaire's disease. There you go. And, uh, so Brian is utilizing the Chemex system. I believe that's, uh, that's the one you're using right there. So if you would like, to it's, it's whatever your, they have in this corporate, uh, apartment of mine. If you'd like to go to one of your own, go to the Chemex website and use the promo code. Brian says no to Legionnaires and get 3% off. Is that an official? Cause, cause we do, we do have a, um, we do have an official uh, sponsor ad that I have to read later on. Maybe a little bit later. Maybe this. They did say that it has to be around the thirty-minute mark. Okay. Well, we'll uh, we'll continue with uh, with drink of the week then. Anything additional you. you'd like to say about your coffee? 
Absolutely, Ron. Um, what are you drinking? What am I drinking? Uh, surprisingly enough, Brian, I also brought a coffee beverage uh, to the table. But this time, uh, I picked up that bottle of Jameson Orange a few weeks back. So I put Ooh. a shot of Jameson Orange in my coffee. Let's see here. Oh, that's good. That the orange notes with the uh, with the with the dark roast. Yeah, keep, keep no, drinking good. it. Keep drinking it because I know I know that's your jam. Uh, oh, can you AMSR? can you slurp one more time for me? Because that kind of t- I, I felt something down there. I think uh, I think we're gonna move on. I think uh, I think we're gonna avoid whatever it is you're doing over there. In the meantime, uh, let's just keep it going. It's beef for the week time. Ron and Brian's beef of the week. Brian, what's bothering you this week? Uh, humidity. Mm. Um, it is. It is finally kicked in. Um, I feel like we have uh, uh, walked away from the worst of winter. I know that we're halfway through the month of May, but I feel like at this point, our um, you know, it's time for me to put away my winter coats. It's time for me to put away the gloves, the scarf. Um, and now it is time for me to embrace the lovely season of spring. Unfortunately, um, what this uh, warmer weather has brought is a high level of water moisture in the air, which automatically seems to be attracted and gets stuck in that space right between my thighs. Mm. So a little bit below the titanium taint. No, right, right where the taint is like that whole area. So it's just, uh, so for the past four days, I've been just sloshing and slipping around as I walk through the streets of New York city. Um, uh, the humid and also it's just it causes the lower back portion of my t-shirt to get stuck to the skin right um i'm already complaining about the weather so you can <laughs> see it, that i i May have 14th. reached i have reached peak level caucasianness um that i'm already complaining about the weather nice very nice ron what's bothering you brian we have a first in Ron and Brian beef of the week history. Oh, we shit. Have, I love yet it. Again, we have I love a it. three-time beef of the week uh, with our good friends over at Jeep, um, who still uh, can't seem to get their act together. I think uh, we mentioned it a couple weeks ago that I was waiting on some parts that were going to take five to seven business days. Now it's been a couple weeks, and I've been attempting to call the dealership um, and continually being put on hold. Cannot seem to speak to a human being there. And so I had also sent in a little complaint to the Jeep corporate and said someone would be getting back to me. Uh, Of course, two weeks went by, nothing on that either. So I I called them as well on Friday and spoke to an individual. Um, How can I best describe the tone of voice? Um, Did you ever just speak to someone and the tone of voice just clearly indicates that they could give a fuck about you or your problem? They're just trying to get through their workday. Yeah, that's usually every time I talk to you on the podcast. (laughs) So, yeah. So, apparently someone, uh, Cora, is supposed to reach out to me in the next 24 business hours. So, we'll we'll see. Uh, But I I posted this on our our TikTok. And if you're not following us on TikTok, you should be following us on TikTok, the Ron and Brian podcast. Uh, But this will give you an example. Let me see if I can pull up this video file of what I kind of go through now 
um, when I attempt to uh, start the car. If you're listening, uh, this will be of no use to you. Uh, if you're watching, this video should pop up momentarily. So there's me trying to start the car. I have both keys in the car and it says key fob not detected. So I wait till it says try start again. And uh, the message just pops up again. Key fob not detected. Um, okay, so okay. I don't know why this video isn't playing the way it should, but it just constantly. So it took probably, I don't know, uh, probably six to seven times for it before it actually got started. So let me so get let me this go. straight. So you bring your, you've got a key fob for the car. So is this one of those where you have to plug the key in and turn it? Or is this one of those new fancy cars where just by having the fob in proximity to the car, you can press a button and the car starts? So ideally, yes. If you, as long as you have the, uh, the key in the car, um, the, it should start. Um, so it's that, that RF hub, one of the many parts that we're waiting on. And I think you'll remember during my previous beef of the week that, uh, I had, uh, you know, the guy at the, at the dealership was like, oh, just literally press the key against the start button. So that is me literally pressing the key against the start button repeatedly trying to get it to start and, uh, it taking like six to eight times to start. Now, does it always take six to eight times to start? Because um, that was the problem. That was the pro I had a I had a girlfriend when I was in high school and you? Um, you know I was I was just going through a lot of insecurities at the time so it would take me six to eight times to start. Uh, I, I mean I don't know if it's a similar issue. Did you have a bad RF hub back then? Who knows? No, I, I had anyway. low self esteem. That's what it was. So I will con I will continue to fight the good fight. And the weird thing is, so when I spoke to the woman who really didn't give a shit at Jeep, she's like, "Oh, you've requested a buyback." And I'm thinking to myself, I haven't requested a buyback, but if you would love to buy this piece of shit car back for me, I mean, I'm certainly open to it and I'll just go buy another car. So in the system, they have it that you want to return your car. Right. Okay. So we'll see. Well, you know, it was, I, I referenced the lemon law uh, when I sent in my little complaint, because we're at the point where it qualifies for the lemon law. So maybe that thinks, maybe they just think I want to return it. Listen, if they want to give me a brand new one that works, that's fine. If they want to just buy it back and I can go buy a different car, that's fine. If they want to just let me know how they can fix it. I just want a car that, you know, I know will start and take me where I'm going. Do you now regret not getting a Mercedes Benz like your wife did? <laughs> I mean, I guess a little bit, a little bit. So uh, maybe I should have gone with a Tesla. Maybe I should have gone with a higher end. I don't know. Maybe just not, just not a Jeep. Um, so yeah, so hopefully that will not continue to be my beef of the week. But that was my beef of the week this week, Brian. Correct. All right. Uh, so what all, uh, we got a bunch of stories uh, on, the, uh, on the list this week. What would you like to start with, Brian? Um, the first story I think that is, um, uh, it, it... Is, pri is a priority for me simply because for it you. has been in the news. Uh, I've seen it in on, on Twitter. I've seen complaints about it on Facebook. Is the, um, is the shortage of baby formula okay. that has rocked America um, and is the latest uh, uh, cause um, that the Republicans and the right are using to justify their demands that Joe Biden be impeached. Okay. Now, I don't know anybody who's watching the show is aware, but I do not have any babies. Um, that you I've know. never bought. I've never bought baby formula. Um, I do not understand why um, uh, a mother 
or, or a parent, let's not put this burden on the mother. I don't know why a mother would not choose to um, naturally feed her child. I don't understand why she would not use the nutrition that God created um, within her body to feed um, her young. And it provides all of the natural nutrients that a baby um, needed back in the um, in the 1600s, the the 1700s, the 1500s. Babies were drinking breast milk. Um, in the 1400s, there was no baby formula. In the 1300s, babies we were- We had a life expectancy of about 28 back then. Well, you know what? Maybe that was ideal. Maybe there was <laughs> something to be said for living 30 years and checking out. I don't know. I'm just going to sit here and sip my coffee while you, while you dig this little hole of yours deeper and deeper. So what? So putting, so, so, so part of me is sitting there saying- um, why is it that we as a society have become so dependent on um, manufactured faux nutrition um, for our um, the babies that we so care about when we have that nutrition within the bodies of our, um, our women? Now, I understand if there is a single father who is raising a baby because the mother died in um, – uh, uh, childbirth because she was not able to get a, a um, an abortion um, because it was a risky uh, birth. See, I'm, ju- I'm just trying to dig as many holes as I can. Yeah, right no, now. you're, 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 you're just quite, quite, quite uh, that's why I'm just letting you go. Cause so I, I understand in that case, you down this path, you should insult pretty much all of our uh, audience base. Ah, I, <laughs> I see people have already walked away. Um, <laughs> but my question is in all honesty is, um, is there genuinely a baby formula shortage? Okay. Um, why is the baby shortage, uh, the baby formula shortage, um, suddenly top news? Why is it, um, uh, is it any worse in relation to other supply issues that we have had, um, over the past couple of years? I, I mean, um, it was only a short two years ago when um, people could not get toilet paper, but I do not recall there being any demands for um, uh, uh, for uh, presidential impeachments because people uh, uh, were hoarding toilet paper. Um, I imagine that there is hoarding of baby formula going on. Um, just over the past 24 hours, I've seen stories on the right wing sites because, you know, I like to monitor all different types of media, of not just the ones that speak to my sensibilities, but apparently the new uh, uh, outrage is that there's um, a, a massive amount of baby formula that is being stored on the borders so that the um, children in these immigration camps that um, Trump created and Biden refuses to shut down, despite the fact that he said he was going to shut them down, that those babies, there's just tons of formula for them, but the poor mother in Louisiana who needs to use baby formula for her child cannot find it in the stores. And this seems to be the top story in almost all uh, uh, right-wing um, uh, media formats, and I don't understand it. Okay. Um, well, there's 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 a lot to unpack here. So uh, should I should, let me let me break it down? So first. Um, you seem to be taking the the Bette Midler stance that she did on Twitter the other day, where she said, you know, women should just try breastfeeding. Um, 
which uh, I assume you will probably get the same warm response from the internet that she did about her comments. Uh, so just just in general, you know, uh, breastfeeding is not always possible for every woman out there due to various reasons. Um, you know, it could be due to medical reasons for the mother. It could be due to medical reasons for the child, uh, especially if the mother or the child has any type of allergy or, you know, uh, immunodeficiency disease that that can be a challenge. So there are there is a large portion of women out there that just physically can't breastfeed their children. For one reason or so another. you're saying that you that if we were to apply the concepts of Darwinism in this case, that maybe that baby should not exist. I mean, I guess you could you could uh, you could go that way. So, I'm not saying that, Ron. I'm just I, those are certainly not my words. I'm just saying that if we were to apply well, you know, the rules of Darwinism, that if a mother gives birth to a child, who cannot um, uh, uh, be fed off of the natural breast milk and would then die, then maybe that is just what nature wants. So anyway, uh, so to your first oh, point. Oh, uh, I, I woke up and chose chaos today. You apparently. did today, without a doubt. Uh, so anyway, okay. to your first point, you know, there, there is, a, uh, there is a, uh, you know, a percentage of women out there um, that cannot breastfeed their babies for a variety of reasons. Um, okay. There are, you know, there are mothers that choose not to breastfeed their babies. Um, so are you saying you are fine with removing a woman's right to choose? Oh, you son of a bitch. No, <laughs> um, so anyway. I believe, I believe that women should have the right to choose. Um, be, uh, so putting, putting aside, you uh, just, you just threw me in the middle of a minefield outside of Odessa. <laughs> so uh, putting aside the breastfeeding argument, you know, the, so the challenge is yes, there is, there is a lack of formula right now. I think uh, on the news today, it said that, um, 45% of the nation shelves that are normally stocked with formula are empty right now. Um, there's a variety of reasons to that. I mean, you have your typical supply chain issues, you have your labor shortages. In addition to that, um, Abbott Nutrition back in February had to close its Michigan plant um, due to uh, an issue of two infants dying and, and a couple others being hospitalized uh, due to a bacteria infection at the plant. That plant has not yet reopened. Um, and then you look at kind of the, the bigger picture, there is only three American companies that control 90% of the baby formula market in this company, in this country. And what they have done over the years is they have lobbied, you know, Congress and the government and everything else for these hugely restrictive restrictions that prohibit any foreign made formula from coming into this country. So you've okay. got an issue of you've got one of the main producers of baby formula that has a plant completely shut down. They are in the process of reopening it, but even reopening it, there's going to be a two month lag between product being created and hitting the shelves. You've got, you know, you've got foreign formula that is not allowed to be brought into the country for for these these reasons that these these three companies have decided to create like almost a monopoly. Monopoly. You can call it a monopoly. Um, yes. The, the government has purchased formula that is, you know, currently being stored to take care of migrant children. So again, I think it's, it's a talking point for the right because it's just one additional shit show that is a problem that has been created by both sides over the years. But, you know, now it is a case of with, 
you know, with with the Democrats controlling the White House and and Congress, it just allows the right to you know go after them because this is something that is severely negatively impacting the American public. I mean, you have right. you have families traveling, you know, two, four, eight hours to get formula. Um, there is, you know, I know in New York City they they've mobilized and expanded the uh, the breast milk banks in your city. Mm-hmm. So, like, if if a woman has additional breast milk, she can donate it to these banks, and it can be given to to families in need. Um, you cannot go get breast milk, Brian. No, I'm sorry. Um, so now, yeah, what so- if I show up and say that my wife is home just attempting to breastfeed, <laughs> but it's not working? So I'm here to pick up on her behalf. You could uh, you could give it a try. You can give it a try. Um, so yeah, but unlikely. So is it is it completely Joe Biden's fault? No. Is it is it an issue that has been created by uh, government and big business over the years? Yes, and it is you know it is not one that can be fixed quickly. But for the hopes of you know the families out there that desperately rely. I mean, I, I've seen you know there's there's a number of photos that have been floating around of of children who are allergic to various milks and various formulas who you know their families have been forced to give them these products that they are allergic to just to feed them um and you know they're breaking out in rashes and hives it's it's causing respiratory issues so it's really you know the the choices that families are being given right now is either starving their children or giving um their children something that they know will make them uncomfortable or or sick so has there been any talk of allowing foreign baby formula in so there there has been talk about um, relaxing some of the restrictions on U.S. companies to hopefully expedite product going to market. Um, I don't know that they've necessarily addressed um, the the restrictions that would keep you know foreign product out of this country yet. But I would imagine Got that it. will be the next step if the U.S. based companies can't you know start to stock the shelves quicker than they have been. Because it sounds like you answered my question, my or what you answered what my following question is going to be, which is okay. the fact that. Um, for the past, I'd say, two years, we've been hearing these arguments of um, uh, uh, supply issues and global trade issues and pandemic. And, um, you know, you, the, for a while there, the, the hot button ticket uh, uh, story was all of the um, uh, boats that were um, lagging outside of the major ports throughout the world because we couldn't get labor. And, and it was just, it seems that it's, there's just been like this revolving door of different excuses. Um, I, what I don't understand, or up until the way you, you described it, is um, why is it that I can go to uh, Dwayne Reed right now or Walgreens and get pretty much every uh, product that I want, but somehow baby formula doesn't exist. Like it's, um, it seems like, you know, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, the excuse of, oh, well, there's some, there are supply issues and, you know, there's, uh, you know, the uh, COVID and, uh, oh, there's the, the labor market. Like it gets thrown around so quickly when there's a problem, but um, there are uh, products to the left and to the right that are in plentiful quantities. So it just doesn't seem like those excuses really um, make sense. Now, when you say to me that in America, there's only three places that make baby formula and one of them is shut down. Um, okay, now I can get, a, now I get the ideas to why there, there, there's, there's a limited amount of baby formula in this country. 
Right. And also keep in mind that, you know, the, the brands that are also out of stock are the brands that, you know, if a family is on EFT, is on public assistance, you know, those are the brands that are also out of stock. So if you were on, you know, if you're on. Yeah, but the far right, the far right wouldn't give a shit about yeah, those. No, they don't give a shit about Let them die. Let them die. Uh, but yeah, but if you're on public assistance, you know, it's very possible that you're going to a store and that there is baby formula there in stock, but it's not formula that is currently covered by your EFT plan. So you are not able to purchase it. And the cost of formula is ridiculous. So that is another thing that they are working on uh, as well is. Um, I believe one of the manufacturers, uh, it may be Abbott, it may be the one that's reopening this plant, is allowing other higher end brands within their product line uh, to be able to be substituted for those families utilizing EBT. And I think now is a perfect time, Ron, for us to announce that um, in two weeks, uh, you we will be launching a new product on our web store, which you can um, uh, access at ronandbrianpodcast.com. It's Ron and Brian Podcast Baby Formula, um, currently being tested by the FDA. Um, basically, what I did was I took out my combox, scraped it off, um, ground it into a fine powder, um, added some uh, uh, ground up vitamins and whatnot, um, put it into uh, a little bottle. And for only the uh, the small price of $39.99 a meal, you can feed your baby. Um, I feel like we uh, may have some issues getting that past the, the FDA unless they really uh, open up some restrictions, but we will uh, we will see how that plays out. Well, one of the benefits that we have going for us right now, ooh, and that's a good comment, um, baby formula before new stickers. That's that's a dig, Ron. Um, we do need stickers. Um, but uh, it's the fact that, you know, when the market calls, um, Ron and Brian answers. So Ron and Brian uh, podcast baby formula will be available on our web store in the next two weeks. Um, keep in mind that this is um, uh, uh, for uh, not for human consumption. Um so if you plan on uh, giving it to your baby, you're doing it on your own volition. These are uh, this is not, not this is not something that we are going to take responsibility for. Should there be any type of um, side effects to your baby or to your adult male lover who likes to dress up as a baby? I mean, let's not forget. And I think this is another area where I think a lot of the the um, supply of baby formula is being taken. You have got the um, uh, 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 American men who have the infantilism fetish where they like to wear diapers. They like to, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, lay in adult sized cribs and be treated like babies. I mean, if you're talking about a man who weighs 300 plus pounds wearing an adult diaper, I mean, he's going to go through a lot of baby formula when he's being fed. I think that that is an area where we are not addressing in terms of where the possible supply is going. Um, we'll be launching a uh, Ron and Brian podcast exclusive investigative report next week um, where we are going to go after um, the uh, uh, infant uh, infantilism kink uh, uh, people. We're going to shame them into not using up all the baby formula. You know, I, Ron, I you Ron, may, I'm going to ask you to take lead on that one. I thought you might have. I thought there was a portion of our audience that you might not have offended with your earlier comments, but I feel that you've come full circle. Uh, you, you've insulted. You've kink shamed Ryan. And we often say that we don't do that here on the podcast. No, I'm not kink shaming them. I'm asking them not to use 
baby formula. Um, uh, if they could switch to like Farina for the for for the next couple of weeks, if they could switch to um, maybe some other type of uh, uh, of, uh, of 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 liquid that could be put inside their adult size um, baby bottles um, while they go ooh baby may boom boom. Um, I think it would be perfectly uh, acceptable. I think it's time. Listen, when when the nation is in crisis, we all need to sacrifice, and I think okay. it's time for adult men who like to wear diapers and um, to be treated like babies. I think it's time for them to make a sacrifice for the next couple of weeks and not take up the baby formula. You know what I hear is is a big food item for that infant uh, kink group? Uh, peanut butter Cheerios. I found that out. I was not aware of that. Time out here. Because um, I think you're serious. No, I'm not I serious. don't think they, uh, you're not serious. No, I'm not. God damn it. God damn it. I thought, I thought, I, I, I listen, I'm going to tell you something. I know. Listen, I, I, I am utterly gullible. I will, I will believe just about anything. Well, and you're feverish you could, too. You look, you look sweaty. You look like the Legionnaires fever has, has really gripped you hard. So, oh, absolutely. Where maybe you're a little delirious right now. Well, it's just the idea that right now I just had this great Im- image of, uh, uh, of, uh, have you ever had an adult male running around in a diaper in your hotels? Um, I have not. No. That takes place inside the room. <laughs> That's in the rooms. We don't. We don't. We don't. We don't worry about that stuff. Okay. All right. Uh, another story. Uh, we didn't even get to this story uh, last uh, last show. It was about the uh, the inmate uh, who had escaped from uh, Alabama courthouse uh, with help from a corrections officer. Um, they have both been captured now. Uh, the corrections officer. Uh, I don't know that you could say and, that she was captured and died due to the capture. So Casey White and corrections officer Vicky White, uh, no relation, uh, went missing. No relation. Wink, wink. Nudge, well, nudge. Alabama. You don't know. Uh, so they went missing April 29th after they left the uh, county jail for a supposed mental health evaluation that was actually never on the books. Uh, so apparently some real uh, strict uh, checks and balances there in the uh, the courthouse system in Alabama. Um, so yeah, so they were uh, on the run for a couple of weeks. Um, Casey White was facing capital murder charges uh, in connection with the death of a woman back in 2015. Um, they uh, eventually, thanks to tips, uh, led the U.S. Marshals to a uh, hotel in Indiana where these two were uh, were uh, trying to hide out. And so they uh, they eventually saw them in a in a in a Ford truck. Uh, they led U.S. Marshals on a high speed pursuit, uh, which ended in a crash between the agents and the fugitives. Um, before the two, now this is interesting. I didn't realize this part of the story. <clears throat> Before the two could be taken into custody, uh, the corrections officer, Vicki White, shot herself. Um, Casey White surrendered to authorities without resisting. Uh, so, uh, I, so I don't know if it's been stated yet whether Vicki died from her self-inflicted wounds or the wounds from the accident. They are saying that um, she, it was ab- that the accident did not cause her to die, that she shot herself in the head. She was still alive when the marshals were able to get to the vehicle um she uh um was still she still had the gun in her hand um when they got there so their their working theory right now is that she did shoot herself what i find so ironic about this whole story is that the prisoner um 
Jack White. Um, he is um, he was on, you know, he was on trial for for capital murder. Um, he was going to spend the rest of his life in, in prison. Um, she who and if I'm not correct, was just a few years away from retirement. She would have been able to retire with a full pension. Um, I think we have uh, did, photos of the two of them here. Hold on a second. I believe that's uh, Casey White on the left there. I believe that that is a uh, uh, and, and they were supposedly in a relationship for two years inside the prison. And those those two are only um, the, that's America, you know, like, you know, living on the um, living on the coasts, we kind of forget what America really is. Um, her eyes are, are pretty far apart, which leads me to believe that there's uh, been some inbreeding uh, at some point in her future. She's not around anymore, people, so she can't complain to me. I can say anything <laughs> I want, damn it. Um, but what I find so outrageous and actually tragic about, you know, I, uh, all joking aside, but what's so tragic about this is the fact that he was in prison for capital murder. He was likely going to be um, uh, spending his whole life in prison. Now, um, she was a few weeks away from retiring and, and with a full pension. Apparently, she had been a model uh, uh, employee. In yeah, her, the, her boss um, called her an exemplary employee, and he was shocked that she was involved in all of this. So, um, you know, that these two concoct this plan where she's going to sneak him out of prison and they're going to go, you know, life on the on the lamb. Um, they get caught. She kills herself and he just goes back to prison where he was before. You know, right. his life is not um, his life is going to be exactly the same where it was. She gave up everything. I have to imagine, though, you respect her neckline because she's got that uniform shirt buttoned all the way up. So I know you of all people. um, that, that's that's a flex that you can respect. I, I I do respect it. I do respect it. Um, the neckline of his T-shirt irks me um, and makes, you know, <laughs> it like like you can actually you can almost feel that on um, on the right hand side of his shirt that it actually goes probably close to somewhere like half shoulder. Yeah, probably to the, um, to the clavicle almost. Though I wonder, you know, in in prison, like how often do you get to swap out your T-shirts? You know, like if, you know, like I assume you're, you're assigned clothes when you get there. Like if you, if you get a stain on it or, or in this instance, you know, the neckline starts to deteriorate. Can you just say, Hey, I'd like to turn this in for a new one. Or do they say, Hey, no, you've got to earn it. Um, You've got to talk that uh, sheriff into uh, um, giving up her life on the, uh, by, by in in a failed escape plan. It's just, it's a tragic story when you think about it um, because the, uh, uh, you know, the result of it for the uh, inmate is is absolute. You know, he's back to, you know, where he, where he, we started with. He had nothing to lose, um, gained nothing and is, you know, and exactly where he started. And you had this other woman who uh, who gave up everything. It's a very sad story. Uh, Brian, I will make one pledge to you, though. Should you ever go to prison for an extended period of time, I will keep you supplied with high neckline shirts. I appreciate that very much. That's what will I- you also make the pledge of supplying me with baby formula? Because I feel that with the current um, inmate population, that that would be a hot item um, for uh, their uh, 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 spouses who are going to be bringing their children to visit on visiting day, um, that I could trade that baby formula um, for promises that I will not be anally violated while in prison. If you need it, I'm there for you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you very much. uh, Talk to me about what happened uh, with cryptocurrency this week. 
<laughs> I heard that the the cryptocurrency Ooh. and NFT market took a bit of a hit. Um, uh, fortunes were lost, um, lives were ruined. Uh, so uh, tell me, you're because I I consider you the crypto king of the podcast yes. world. Um, sure. So kind of help, much like I educated you on the baby formula situation, educate me on what's going on with crypto right now. All right. So the crypto market, um, uh, and, and one of the things that we have taught, we have spent uh, multiple uh, uh, hours um, analyzing is um, uh, w- within the crypto world, you're really looking at, uh, at a two-tier system here. You're looking at the established cryptocurrencies, your Bitcoins, your Ethereums, um, these are considered safe investments. Um, yes, it will go up. Yes, it will go down. But the underlying principle of those uh, uh, currencies is that they are um, uh, there's a there's a level of legitimacy that, and dependability there that um, uh, you know that there is enough of a market of buyers and sellers that there will, you know, that there's a level of stability and that your money is, uh, you know, uh, not necessarily, it's not guaranteed, but it's safely invested. Um, uh, yeah, then you reach a, the, the second tier um, uh, cryptocurrencies. And now you're talking about your, your Dogecoin, your XLMs, your Lunas, um, where literally it is a wild west of cryptocurrencies. Um where you know, in in many cases, the value is 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 fractions of fractions of a penny, just like labor smart stock LTNC, um, currently down ninety three ninety seven percent from my original investment. Thank you, Ron. Anytime, um, anytime, anytime. Um, penny stocks avoid at all costs. Anywho, but there you are. Um, uh, you're you're looking at much. Uh, why do I say this? You're in, in, in those second tier markets, you're looking at wild swings. It's very possible that they're going to go up 100% in one day. They're going to fall 84% in the next day. So um, uh, for the active cryptocurrency traders, those are the areas where you're, where, where you're looking to really make a lot of money, um, where you can invest money and you can watch it double in an hour. Um, with Bitcoin, you're looking at maybe going up 3%, 5%, you know, things like that up and down. Um, the Bitcoin uh, topped off at $69,000 nice. um, last year. Um, it over, uh, you know, it was originally seen, the, the, the crypto markets was originally seen as a way to, um, uh, as an alternative to the stock market, a way to put money in where it was not necessarily tied to the um, underlying fundamentals of the U.S. economy, which is where, you know, your, 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 your stocks, your Dow, your S&P 500, your NASDAQ 1000, your um, NASDAQ 250, um, your S&P. stop. Anyway, continue, please. So what's ironically happened over the past couple months is that um, uh, uh, the Bitcoin and Ethereum have started um, un, un, uh, intentionally just starting to reciprocate um, the movements of the general stock market. Those people who are stock investors, um, people who have 401ks, have watched um, the stock market really in 2022 
Um, I think you're talking about the NASDAQ down being down about 25%. I think. Stonks. So what you're um, so what has happened is over the past, I would say maybe two to two to three weeks, you have watched um, the value of these major cryptocurrencies go down by about a half. Um, uh, you know, uh, uh, Bitcoin, which had been trading, you know, down from its high of sixty nine thousand per Bitcoin, was trading in the you know the fifty thousand forty thousand range, um, slid within just days. Um, I believe it bottomed out earlier this week at twenty five thousand dollars per Bitcoin. So those people who had been investing at the fifty and the forty five, suddenly their uh, Bitcoin is worth um, uh, uh, half of it. I don't know why this light just went out. Um, but what you're, uh, uh, but was what was most imp- uh, so so literally, you are talking about people whose crypto um, portfolios um, literally were just um, uh, imploded. That's the people who had invested in the more legitimate uh, uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum. There were other um, cryptocurrencies where they were down 80, 90, 95% last week, um, literally within a week, um, right. uh, which opened up uh, uh, threads on Reddit this past week of people saying that they were going to be forced to move out of their homes because they couldn't pay for the um, uh, their mortgages anymore. People were talking suicides. Um and, uh, you know, uh, um, I'm all in favor of those people. Um, I think that when it comes to investing, um, and this is where I take a very conservative approach, um, invest what you can afford to lose. This, right. you know, investment is not, um, uh, it, it is not a way for you to make your rent money. Um, it's like, you know, it's like you're, gambling. Don't uh, yeah. you know, bet with your head, not over it. It's okay. You know, if, if you want your career to be a day trader and whatnot, okay, but understand the risks of it. But do not buy a McMansion based on the fact that your your Bitcoin is up, um, because you, you, it's 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 an unstable. Um, even stocks, I wouldn't uh, uh, you know uh, treat. I think that what you can do is um, um, it's okay to, to invest in 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 in, in moderately uh, um, uh, you know uh, legitimate uh, investment vehicles like the the stock market, EFTs, things like that. But if you're taking gambles on Bitcoin and whatnot, um, understand that this money can get wiped out very quickly because in theory, there is nothing actually underlying um, providing value to these cryptocurrencies. Um, When you buy a share of a company, take, for instance, um, uh, Twitter, um, there is a company that is actually in operations that has revenue coming in and out, which can help justify a value of um, of a company, so your share is an as a percentage ownership. When you buy a you know a, a percentage of a Bitcoin, there's absolutely just a random value that is being assigned based on supply and demand. Um, which if the if the supply suddenly spikes, which is what took place this week, a lot of people suddenly saw that Bitcoin was not seen as a um, as a safe inv- uh, alternative to the stock market. Price drops suddenly. Um, uh, the demand for people buying suddenly dropped at this for the exact same reason. And that's why you saw the crypto market crater. And the biggest one, obviously, was uh, Luna, uh, which yes. had peaked uh, in early April, I think around one hundred and twenty dollars <throat> uh, dropped uh, to one dollar the other day uh, and then continued to go down. But what was what was shocking was when it when it when it kind of cratered 
at $1, there was a group of people that were like, buy the dip, it's going to go back up and plunged a bunch of money into Luna, which then responded by dropping to a penny. So wiping out, there were people that literally, I mean, on top of the people that lost hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars when it went from 100 to one, there was another group of people that lost when it went from a dollar to a penny. Then you had people that were like, well, it can't possibly go lower than a penny and just bought as much as they could at a penny. And then it went down. I think it's about 0.0005 cents right now and has been, yes. uh, I think it's in the process of being delist delisted on all cryptocurrency exchanges. Yes. And I think in the, with the example of Luna was that it was, um, there actually was an argument of it being tied um, to a, a specific uh, a value. Right. So it's, well, it's a um, then, stable coin. So it's actually tied to the US dollar. Right. And then last week, I believe the um, owner of Luna or the uh, uh, CEO of Luna announced that they were, you can actually see Janelle just getting completely bored yes. in this conversation. Like she's checked out. Um, uh, and um, you, uh, and, and they announced that they were being, de uh, that they were un um, uh, pegging it from the, oh, I just said the word peg. So I imagine William Esquire just got interested in this conversation. Um, but they depegged it from the dollar. So suddenly they made it, they took it from a stable coin to just a random crypto. And that's where, um, that's what launched the, uh, the down, uh, the downslide to it. I think my, uh, my, my favorite series of tweets I saw was I forget who it was, but it was someone who had invested in Luna early on. And about a month ago, he posted on Twitter saying like, oh, my wife said I should sell some of my Luna since it's hit 100. And I told her, you're just like those people that told people to sell Amazon when it was $100. And needless to say, his follow up tweets over the last couple of days um, have been very uh, he's, he's not happy with himself and, and saying he should have probably. I imagine he's sleeping on the couch. Very possibly. Now, well, for instance, I'll just say this in terms of, you know, I have a limited crypto portfolio. Correct. Um, I had um, I had probably maybe uh, a week and a half ago, I had about twenty seven hundred dollars invested in a combination of Ethereum and Bitcoin. And I lost about a thousand dollars in a week. So mm -hmm. if you're looking at percentages, um, I lost over a third of my portfolio within a week. Now, do you think any of this is tied to Madonna's release of three NFTs? I'm going to let you take this one, Ron. One of which we're going to pop up on the screen here. So yeah, so Madonna um, getting into the NFT game. Um, this on the screen right here is one of hers where she's sitting on a metal operating table, um, nude, while plant life grows out of uh, from in between her legs. And uh, you can't tell from the screenshot, uh, but Justify My Love is playing in the background. Um, I would say that Madonna has made some very questionable decisions with her career over the past few years. I think that um, not to besmirch the, the NFT market, but she is probably, I would say, about a year late to the game. Yes. Um, uh, uh, the, the market for NFTs is now about, um, I think I read about um, half 
in terms of demand, in terms of dollars that are being spent on NFTs. I think they're about half of what they were before, which I think is actually, you know, just a sub-function of the current state of uh, uh, of investments. Um, stock market's down, crypto's down. So I understand, you know, it makes sense that NFTs would also be down. But the idea that a 60-year-old aging rock star, well, pop star, excuse me, would suddenly decide that she is going to offer up her body in sexy ways and sell NFTs of this. Um, I think, you know, this was something that would have been in demand 30 years ago. And apparently this is something that she is doing uh, for charity. So I would I don't know how much that's actually going to, to raise money for charity. What charity? I would love to know what charity <laughs> is going to take this money and say, um, yes, we accept the $240 that Madonna earned for us. Uh, moving on. I mean, she, uh, did, we, yes. did we post those those creepy um, uh, TikTok videos that she had been putting up? We did not, but we can we can look to share those later. Well, let's not. Um, but she's <laughs> she's exhibited what you know. I don't. I I, I wouldn't say just you know disturbing in the sense of um, we need to check on her mental state. But she has been. Um, uh, 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 she's been. She she joined TikTok and she's been starting to post videos on it. But they are of. Um, it, it, it appears that she is wildly out of touch with who she is in terms of the public eye in relation to who she used to be. You know, she was the number one sex symbol during the 80s. She was the it girl for most of the 90s. She is now um, a uh, over the hill, um, uh, 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 ravaged by um, plastic surgery, um, does not look like a human being anymore. And yet she's still acting as if she's going to get the response from the public that she did when she made Papa Don't Preach. So uh, I'm in trouble deep. So it'll be interesting to see how many, how many different layers of complaints we get about Ryan this week. Why would we get any? I mean, you were a little harsh just then. Oh, I, like I said, I, I woke up and chose. Well, how would you feel? Um, uh, um, how would you feel if, um, uh, you know, you, uh, uh, woke up one morning with, uh, uh, coughing up blood and, uh, your landlord said you need to leave your building because we believe that the water supply has been tainted by Legionnaire's disease. Um, uh, you know, we'll put you up in this apartment, but you can't bring any of your stuff. I mean, I was fortunate enough that I was able to sneak away my trusted blue Yeti microphone and my laptop, so I could do this show. But otherwise, um, you know, I've been wearing this same T-shirt for four days. All right, fair enough. I, I apologize for for questioning you. Uh, moving on, we've got Elon Musk saying that his uh, deal with Twitter is on hold. Uh, yes, he's still apparently committed uh, to uh, have it go through. Now, apparently, so he tweeted that the deal was on hold pending details, um, supporting calculation that Twitter had asserted that spam or fake accounts represent less than 5% of users. Sure, um, sure. Which, which then tanked the stock price. The stock price dropped down to uh, about $33 and change, dropped about 25% um, below his offer of 54.20. They were back up to about $40.72 by the time the market closed. So the question you know, becomes, 
with a lot of people is, is, is he actually looking to walk away from this deal? Was this some sort of, you know, uh, mechanism to try and reduce his offering price? Um, we'll see. Again, if either side walks away from the deal, they'll owe the other a $1 billion breakup fee. So it's not like he can just walk away from the deal right now, but he certainly can try and make it um, you know, more, more of a, you know, if he, if he knocks the stock price down, this could go from a $44 billion deal to let's say a 25 to $30 billion deal. I think the real question here, um, Ron is, um, we need to be thinking about the stock investors who bought Twitter stock at $49 after Elon Musk made his, um, initial offer and said to themselves, Hey, hold on a second. Price is now 49. I can make $5 a share if I invest now because this deal will go through sometime in October. So, you know, I'll let my money sit here for a few months, make $5 a share, and have now watched that stock price go um, down to $40. Um, those are the people I think we really need to worry about, especially when they've been kicked out of their apartment due to their building being surrounded by Legionnaires' disease. Not one of my uh, more impressive investments. I'm very sorry to hear that as well. That's even more saddening than the uh, than the Legionnaires' disease. It has not been a good um, uh, in my investment profile week for uh, Brian uh, on on this side. But I will say this: is that when you look at it, I'm still alive. I'm still breathing. Um, I don't have my health. Um, I. Uh, it's uh, it's 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 been a challenging week. Let's just say the to say the least. Maybe that's why I'm in the mood that I am, and I am choosing violence. Well, hopefully this will uh, will will lighten your mood. Uh, it was uh, released this week that Norm Macdonald, uh, who passed away last September at the age of 61, uh, privately shot an unreleased one-hour stand-up special uh, with the caveat that it only be released upon his death. Um, it was uh, back in the uh, the summer of 2020 uh, during the pandemic. He recorded it in his living room, filmed the entire hour uh, in a single take. And um, again, it was right before he was actually going to have a medical uh, procedure back in 2020. They set it aside. Um, and when he became ill, you know, last year, uh, before he could redo the special in front of a crowd, he just said, you know, hold on to this and release it if I pass away. So on May 30th, Netflix will release Norm Macdonald, nothing special um, to the world. I'm excited. We will watch it. Yes, We've talked about this. Norm was one of our favorite comedians. And uh, I'm very, you know, interested to see how someone like Norm, what kind of material he would come up with when when he's under the impression that he would not be around to have to listen to any of the repercussions of anything he might have to say. And he's filmed it in his living room in front of no audience. Right. It's just it's just him doing material to a camera. Um, uh, he just wanted it uh, uh, to be recorded in case he uh, uh, did not survive. So I think uh, um, uh, and, 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 and I actually feel that that would be um, even better norm where um, he's not you know, it's, it's not dependent on a crowd reaction. Right. He's just lit- it, it's almost a, a pure form of norm comedy, which I guess would lead to the next obvious question, Brian. What are you watching? Oh, I've not watched much. I mean, the, I, I'm still knocking out the same two shows. Um, uh, the uh, I'm, I'm watching uh, Under the Banner of Heaven, which is coming out once a week. 
the uh, the Mormon uh, 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 murder uh, investigation, and I'm still knocking uh, Better Call Saul uh, in its final season. I All do right. want to watch Ozark, but I have not been able to get to it yet. Fair enough. Fair enough. Ron? Uh, yes. What are you watching? So I watched uh, the first episode of uh, the, uh, the the short series Candy on uh, Hulu, which is uh, starring Jessica Biel, portrays the real life story of uh, Candy Montgomery, a Texas housewife who was accused of killing her friend with an axe back in 1980. Um, and then I also watched the first episode of the new Kids in the Hall series. Uh, That's that out? Back on Amazon Prime. Yes, that is back. How is it? Um, good. It's the the first episode is a little slow to get started because they're they're set. So the premise is, and it's it, it's kind of funny that you know the reason they're coming back is in the beginning you see someone buying an old VHS tape of the Kids in the Hall movie Brain Candy at a garage sale for a dollar, and that right. me and because of that Brain Candy finally breaks even after thirty years of being released. <laughs> So now that that's broken, that even, movie was terrible, by the right. way, when I when it came out. So now that now that the movie's broken even, the the deal with the devil, the curse of the devil has been broken, and they can come back and do the show. Um, it's clever. It's clever, and you know, again, I think they 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 brought back a couple of characters in the first episode. I think we'll see more of their re- reoccurring characters later on. But it was it was good enough to make me want to um, watch the rest of it. Okay. They, uh, they reshot the the opening. So the opening is basically a shot for shot remake of the original opening with the same band, mm-hmm. all of them, but all of them as they are now. Oh, what was the name of that band? Oh, it was uh, like Scary Monsters and Strange Times. Sidewalks, it was something facing sidewalks or something like that. I no, remember. it was like a. I remember finding their CD and enjoying it. All right, well, now okay, you're keep going. Me, no, no, now you're going to make me look it up. No, it was like a five word thing. It was like strangers in um, uh, strangers in the uh, something. Hold what on, do we got. Come on, shadowy men, uh, uh, shadowy men on a shadowy planet. I wasn't even close, but I feel like <laughs> I'm. I was closer than you were. But um, you were- I remember. I bought one of their CDs. Um, I enjoy that kind of music where it's, uh, I like that instrumental rock sound. Yeah. So I would say, so, you know, going into it, I was a little concerned because like the, the, the ratings on Amazon right now are at like a three and a half. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's one of those things where I think if you, if you watched kids in the hall back when it was first out, I think you're either going to, yeah, yeah. you're going to enjoy the nostalgia of it. Um, or you're just going to be, I don't think it's as edgy as the original kids in the hall was. But mm-hmm. I think it's worth a watch. I will definitely watch it. And that's really all I'm watching this week. Okay. Uh, what else do you want to talk about before we wrap up here today? Oh, I just wanted to update our uh, celebrity obituaries. Last week, we were we were hit with the very unfortunate news that Naomi Judd had passed away uh, prematurely. Um, when we did the show last week, uh, the news um, only had said that um, uh, she had passed away. And that um, she, uh, she, the family uh, quote was that she had, uh, uh, we lost our mother due to uh, mental illness. And we were unsure of what exactly that meant. Um, uh, more information has trickled out. Ashley Judd, her daughter, um, did an interview with Diane Sawyer. I do not know whether that has been fully released, but during the interview, clips have been released. Um, 
it has been um, uh, confirmed that uh, Naomi Judd. Yes. Okay, just making sure. Got confused because I know there was also Winona. Um, that uh, Naomi Judd, the mother, um, she actually uh, 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 killed herself with a firearm. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ashley actually found her mother's body herself. Um, so uh, a sad story suddenly feels even more tragic um, to me. Um, you know, it's uh, it's a reminder to you know in you know it's a reminder to me that um, no matter what you think somebody's life is, you actually have no idea what's going on in their brain. Um, I can guarantee you that there's tons of people that were walking around, myself included, a week ago who sat there and if they were said, oh, what do you think about Naomi Judd? I mean, I would say, oh, she's a multimillionaire. She's toured the world, you know, performing with her daughter. I imagine that woman's got one of the easiest lives on this earth um, to think that she found herself uh, in a position where she um, found life unbearable and needed to end it. Um just shows you that you never really know what's going on in somebody's mind. Um, and that, uh, you know, you always hope that, uh, you know, people reach out when they start, uh, um, when they start reaching that level of low. Very well said. Kudos to you. You, you, you're, you're ending this on a much more positive note from you. You're, you're reducing the amount of chaos. Um, also passing this week, just a few to make note, uh, big Lebowski actor, Jack Keller, uh, passing away at 75, uh, Bruce McVitie, uh, who was in Sopranos and Sex in the City, uh, passing away at age 65. And then I'm not sure that he even warrants a celebrity. I mean, I never watched Sex in the City, so I can't really state what how big of his role is. But on The Sopranos, he played a juror during um, uh, 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 Junior Sopranos trial. I think he was in about two episodes. And so I don't know that he would I would really categorize him as a Sopranos star. All right. Uh, NBA Hall of Famer Bob Lanier. Good enough for you? Um, you know, uh, he was, uh, you know, uh, he he was the first basketball player whose jersey I went out and bought uh, when I was uh, six and a half years old. Uh, wore it till the, uh, you know, the thread started giving out. Um, his ability to uh, uh, flummox defenses um, was just legendary. Um, his fadeaway jumper um, was, uh, you know, uh, it, it redefined the two-point shot. Um, it actually was uh, Bob Lanier who uh, said to um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, formerly known as Lou Alcindor, um, he actually said to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, um, listen, if uh, if you're going to come at me, uh, you better not go directly to the hoop because I will stop you. Um, at which point Kareem Abdul-Jabbar realized at that point that the only move that he could he could get over Bob Lanier was um, the skyhook. Um, fading back. So uh, Bob Lanier, you know, uh, not only does he belong in the Basketball Hall of Fame, but, you know, the impact he had on the modern game goes, um, you know, it, it just cannot be spoken of um, highly enough. Well, a surprising wealth of Bob Lanier knowledge from Brian. He passed. And absolutely none of that is true. None of that is true. I just made all of it up. And then uh, character actor Fred Ward, uh, a lot of you probably know him best from Tremors, uh, passing away at the age of 79. Can I ask a question? What was Tremors? Because I don't think I ever watched it, and I know I've heard quite a bit about it. That was that movie with the the, the creature that lived underground, and I think, uh, I think, was Kevin Bacon in the original? Is that the one where they're digging holes in the ground? Yeah, that one. 
Yeah, I thought I think I seen little clips of it and I just found it kind of disturbing and I just turned it off. There's been like about 10 sequels, I think, roughly. Kevin Bacon and Reba McIntyre were in it, apparently. Now, was Reba McIntyre the one that shot herself in the face while her so that her daughter could find her, or was that somebody else? That was Naomi Judd. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get them mixed up all the time. Yeah. Reba actually was the star of the television sitcom Reba. Because what, <laughs> yes, what, what America because what America really needed was a sassy white woman. Um, you know, a matriarch of the family to really put her family members into, uh, uh, you know, uh, keep them in line. Reba on the WB or was it CW? Because I guarantee you Reba didn't make it. I think the initial was on the CW and then the reboot was on the WB. Got it. Got it. Uh, Anything else before we wrap up this week, Brian? No, I think we're good. This was a very special um, uh, episode. It's getting me through my uh, uh, my quarantine uh, not COVID quarantine, but my Legionnaire's disease quarantine. Hopefully, right. uh, uh, you know, by episode 207, I will be allowed back in my building. I know they're, they're going to have to completely redo all of the uh, interior plumbing. They're going to have to redo the water tower on the roof. Um, it could be a couple weeks. We'll see where we go. Um, but I just appreciate all the support from uh, 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 the fans and friends who have reached out to me and said, um, uh, you know, we're, we're praying for your health. All right. Brian may not be able to go back to his apartment, but we are going to be moving on to After Dark, just a scant 21 minutes from now for our Patreon subscribers. If you have not subscribed to the Patreon and after this hour and nine minute of amazing content, I don't see why you wouldn't. Just go to ronandbrianpodcast.com, click in the upper right-hand corner uh, to become a patron. And if you join at the bronze level or higher, that's $10 a month or more, you get access to the Live After Dark uh, which will start at 9.30, just again, about 21 minutes from now. Uh, you also get a bunch of uh, great swag. There's a lot of a lot of great stuff there that you can get at the different levels. Uh, so check it out, ronandbrianpodcast.com. In the meantime, uh, we're going to get ready to head on over there. Anything additional before we head out, Brian? Absolutely. I just want to let Guacamole know that um, uh, he's in my thoughts. Yes, prayers up for Guac. Uh, He's been a little under the weather, so we are hopefully going to get him back back to health uh, so we can uh, rehome him because he's just a bully to our other cats. But other than that. All right. Thank you all for joining us. We'll catch you again next week. Thank you for joining us on the Ron and Brian podcast. We're live each week on YouTube. Facebook, and Twitch. You can find prior episodes, links to our social media, and everything else Ron and Brian at ronandbrianpodcast.com. See you again next week.